Check out my podcast show, Thoughts of a Light-Skinned Woman, Thursdays at 9 p.m. I talk about everything and anything. I'm all about sharing what I know and about learning as well. Hola, welcome to On The Wake Up Radio. Shout out to my producer, Cindy Ashby. Tonight's episode is about sexual abuse. You're listening to my show, Thoughts of a Light-Skinned Woman. I'm your hostess, Boricua Angie. To call in, the number is 844-818-4433. You can catch us on thewakeupradio.com and otwtube.com. As I always say, some can relate, some appreciate, some hate. I want to check something real quick because like I've always said, I've been trying to also record onto my Facebook anywhere because I'm, you know, so I just want to say that tonight's topic is going to be a little bit heavy. It's a very sensitive subject. It might trigger some people and I totally get that. Uh, What else did I want to say? So what I want to do first, because I always do that, always got to do a little research. I'm always looking for meanings and everything to share with people, uh, like, what is the meaning of pedophile? It says a person who is sexually attracted to children. Then I looked up the meaning for sexual abuse, right? And this is what Wikipedia gives. Sexual abuse is also referred to as molestation, It's abusive sexual behavior by one person upon another. It is often perpetrated using force or by taking advantage of another. When force is immediate or short duration or infrequent, it is called sexual abuse, eh, well, sexual assault. The offender is referred to as a sexual abuser or often molester. The term also covers any behavior by an adult or older adolescent towards a child to stimulate any of the involved sexually, the use of a child or other individuals younger than the age of consent. For sexual stimulation is referred to as child sexual abuse or statutory rape. Also says about live streaming sexual abuse involves trafficking and coerced sexual acts and or rape in real time on webcam, which that's really messed up. That's telling the world that we live in. Then I have more. Because like I said, I want to put this out there before I start talking because I feel like I want to give any information. Maybe sometimes I feel like, I've, you know, I've had conversations with my friend that a lot of things that happen in life, everybody doesn't get to experience it. Many people sometimes don't know what the signs are when it does happen. So I'm going to go through some of them since, you know, let's see. Key points, right? It says children may not say that they've been sexually abused. Signs of sexual abuse in children include emotional or behavior changes and physical signs. People who sexually abuse children are most often family members or people you or your child know well, which that is very true. Now, here are signs of sexual abuse from children zero to 11 years. It says changes in emotions. If your child or the child you're caring for has been sexually abused, you might notice that your child is quieter or more distant than usual cries for no obvious reason, 
starts to wet the bed or soil their pants, asks questions like, do people have to keep secrets? Is aggressive or seems angry for no obvious reason, says their head or tummy hurts and there doesn't seem to be a physical abuse, starts having nightmares, is clingy. Changes in your behavior, you might notice that your child isn't interested in playing or is avoiding particular places or people, is showing problematic sexual behavior, is having problems sleeping, is doing less well at school. Physical signs. You might notice that your child has swelling or redness in the genital area, pain when going to the toilet, difficulty walking or sitting, bruises on soft parts of their body like buttocks or thighs, symptoms of urinary tract infection like burning while going to the toilet, symptoms of sexually transmitted infection like discharge from the penis or vagina. These were for children 0 to 11. Now for teenagers. If your teenage child or the teenage child you're caring for has been sexually abused, you might notice that your child, like I said there, is aggressive or seems angry for no apparent reason, has headaches or stomach aches for which there doesn't seem to be a physical cause, becomes angry or upset when a particular person or place is mentioned, has trouble developing or maintaining relationships, cries for no obvious reason, has nightmares, has low self-esteem, is confused about their sexual identity. Changes in behavior, you might notice that your child is dressing differently, has clothing, shoes, bags, jewelry, electronics from unknown source, is showing problematic sexual behavior, including getting involved in risky sexual behavior, starts to have problems with alcohol or other drugs, is driving erratically, is cutting themselves or self-harming in other ways, spends a lot of time online and is secretive about online communications, is eating more or less, has problems sleeping. Changes in school and social life. You might notice that your child is spending more time on their own than usual, has changed friendship groups, is avoiding particular people or places like a friend's house or a sport group or a sports group, is avoiding activities or events that they previously enjoyed or ask questions like, do I have to go to music today? Is doing less well at school. Physical signs. You might notice your child has swelling or redness in the general area, what it was saying, pain when going to the toilet, difficulty walking or sitting, bruises on soft parts of their body like buttocks or thighs, and the same thing is said like urinary tract infection, sexually transmitted infection, and missed a period, especially if it's a girl. Man, I'm telling you, when I've seen movies, things that I recently just found out because it seems that it's one of those people that I was to say things about such coincidence um, because I was doing a show today about sexual abuse. I saw on Facebook and I saw the video and it's, it's, it's a typical thing of what happens. If the mother's dating a guy, the mother says, Hey, I have to go to the store. The daughter's like, why, where are you going? She says, can I go with you? The mom is like, no. Next thing you know, they show the guy. He goes into the kitchen where she's at. He takes off his shirt. He starts talking to her, harassing her. I think, I don't know if he told her about either hurting her mom or something like that. So by the time the mom came back in, she sees him in the kitchen with no shirt on. His excuse was something about that he felt hot or because of whatever. So she tells the daughter, go turn on the AC. Not thinking anything at the moment about it. Guy walks out talking about he has to go to the store to get something. Both of them are alone and the mom... She tells the mom, you know, he was harassing me. And that's why he was there with his shirt off. And the mom's like, what are you talking about? 
She's like, you over here doing TikToks and, and twerking and challenges. She was like, no, that, that's not possible. She said, that's a good man. He cooks, he cleans. He just, whoo. When I watch these things and when I hear the shit that people say, it really pisses me off. It's one of those things as a parent, like how dare you not even take and listen to your child and believe what the hell they say the first time. Why is it? And I'm not saying that all mothers do that. I'm not saying all moms, but some moms out there makes you just want to take them and slap them in the face because why? Why would you not listen to your child? Why would you first go and believe the man first? Because in my mind, it's like, are you the type of woman that you don't want to lose that man because he's taking care of you and he's supporting you? And if once you say, oh, my God, daughter, son, I believe what's happening and you you kick that person out. Does that mean now you're going to have to find a job? Because was that your main financial provider of why you're not going to believe your child over this man? Many questions to think about of why a woman would dare do such a thing and not believe their child. And it's funny. That's just one. There was another incident of me actually finding on Facebook. It was weird. I don't know how it came up, but I was looking about um, Ashley Simpson. And because her, her husband or boyfriend was in a movie that we, my friends and I were watching. And I ran across Jessica Simpson's story about her being sexually abused. She was talking about how, you know, this is when she was much younger. She said that it was supposed to be a family friend that they would go visit, I think, maybe two or three times out of the year. The family would go stay at the, at the girl's home. And she basically said that she protected her sister from getting sexually abused by this family friend. And this was a young girl doing this to another girl. So she said she would protect her sister from getting sexually abused by that family friend. She said she would always sleep in the middle. She would make sure that that girl would never touch her sister, right? So once all of that was happening, I think she said it happened for a while. It happened for a couple of years. And then I think she said later on, she found out, I guess maybe when she was much older, then then she found out that the girl was being sexually abused as well by somebody, I think maybe a little bit older than her. And it was something that maybe in her mind, she's like, oh, so this what was happening. So she was being sexually abused and now she was um, showing that behavior as well and trying to do that to someone else, right? Then there was the, I was reading that it was Jessica and her sister in the car with the parents and she decided to speak up and say something. The mother was like, she said, I knew. She said, I knew it. She said, I knew something was happening. She was like, I told you. Then what happened was, that's all the mom said. I forgot what she said about the dad. And the parents never brought it up again. And I'm just like, wow. So she just said something that was real serious. Don't even think, I don't even know if they even confronted that. I'm assuming that they didn't confront that family friend. From what she said, they never went back. But I'm just like, how do we let these type of things just not... How do we just let things just go like that? Like, why wasn't there a thought of like, you know, we need to report this. Um, maybe we need to get her some therapy because, you know, this is a traumatic experience. And I'm glad that now that there we have platforms where there's social media, 
There's things like that where people can go online and talk about it and, and, and things are being put out there more where we're seeing these things, whether if it's, you know, people talking about it, it's being posted somewhere where you could go on Google and you you can put a, a certain um, phrase or something and things pop up. It's great that it's being put out there more because I feel back then, I don't even know how the message would have even gotten across. How would we have shared these stories unless we were on watching TV, maybe shows like Ricky Lake and, um, oh gosh, I'm trying to think of the other ladies. <laughs> The lady with the short, the short gray hair. I can't even remember her name right now, but you know, people like her and just many other um, talk show hosts that we had. Oh, even Geraldo. So I feel like there was all these shows that at times they would talk about these things, but those are the shows. Like I feel like it never went more beyond than the TV. Again, now that we've come this far, everybody can know now. It gets posted. We get to talk about it. This shit could be seen probably all over the world, international, whatever. You know what I mean? As long as you put it to share, everybody can see it and everybody can hear it. But things like that are just like really upsetting because we as parents, we're supposed to be the ones to protect our children. We're not supposed to be. And again, I'm not saying this is everybody. These are some parents because everybody has their own way of thinking. I don't know. Sometimes, again, it's a lot of questions of why. Maybe they could have gone through it. Again, there's some parents who don't who don't care, or I don't know where their frame of thinking is at, thinking like, hey, this man is taking care of me. And like I said before, I can't lose the person who's um, providing for us. You know what I mean? Some people would actually sell their kids. Sometimes there have been parents who did know that their children would be sexually abused. And again, it worked in their favor because they were not going to throw that person out because that person was taking care of them. And that's kind of messed up that people will put their children in those situations and not even think like, you know, this is gonna affect them. This is traumatic. They're gonna grow up, you know, thinking that, hey, what happened? Why did this happen to me? Did my mom know? And if she did, you know, like it's it's a lot of questions. So that, so now one thing um, that I've noticed that I've, I've disliked after hearing about this years later is that Parents have tried to give their kids names for their body parts. And we're not talking about saying, hey, my vagina, my penis, so-and-so did whatever. We're talking about flour and cooking. And I'm like, why? Why? Why are we naming the body parts into such things that it's always very common in use? They could say flour. We could be thinking of flour in the park. We could be thinking about anything else besides their private parts. And even if we did tell them to, to, to say that, still, it's like why we just can't call the body part what it is. And I understand because kids are young, you don't want them to be using words. You know, I totally get it. But at the same time, in order for you to know exactly what happened, let them say what it is. Let them tell you where their body part, what it was and what was touched. Not the flower, not the cookie, not none of that because that doesn't help. And imagine them telling that to someone else and be like, oh, the flower? Oh, you want a cookie? And the other person that's not related to them and did not tell them to use those words won't even know what's going on and what it means. Do you see what I'm saying? Why we just can't name the body part for what it is so that you know what is happening with your children? You know what I mean? Why name? Just no. I feel like um, I've have heard stories that people have told their children that it was okay to say what it was instead of again trying to name it it's a different a different thing than what it is, and and that that was the right way to do it because again once your kids talk about it you'll know. 
And again, it's heartbreaking when children try to talk to their parents and they don't want to believe them. That's just heartbreaking. So it said, I wrote, I wrote a whole bunch of things down. Like, so why is the abuser, the sexual abuser, the molester protected within the family? This is another thing too. I think I heard a story about that. And I'm just like, what is wrong with people? <laughs> what is wrong with people? I want to know why does that family member get protected and get to get away with that? Who knows how many other children in the family he's could have done that to, he or she, because it's not just men, it's women too. How many kids in the family could they have done that to? Who is this family member? Are they paying for your bills? Are they like this great person that people respect so much that they're like, no, so-and-so can't be doing that. And again, it's messed up because sometimes family members do know that these things are going on. And I want to know like why nobody speaks up. I want to know what is the reason behind it that these people are being protected the way that they are. I won't know. I wish I would have to. I would love if I knew who these people were and if they knew. I want to know why. Why are they protecting them? Why? Again, we're out there just messing people up. Children growing up with trauma to the point when they become adults, parents, all of that. Nobody's even thinking, and it sucks, because again, now that we're in a whole different uh, a platform that we can talk about it, but it's just messed up that these things happen. But again, we can talk about it more now. I don't know why, but uh, when a family member or parents don't believe the child, as I said, sometimes what I just talking about before, I said sometimes maybe the, maybe the, the parent is dating the sexual abuser, like I mentioned, and that's another reason. And it says, why don't we talk about it more? Again, times have changed. So, cause look at Jessica Simpson. This is way later. She comes, she's coming out and talking about it, but it's like, why don't we talk about it more? Why are people um, felt to be ashamed to talk about something like that. Like, why do people shame other people for things like that? Oh man, things like that and domestic violence and other things that it, it just puts you in a place like, why do we have to be so secretive? Why are people shamed and, and made to feel like I can't even open up and talk about this because people make it, why, why is it wrong? That's not right. This is a child. This is a child. This is a teenager. There should be no reason that we, we should be able not to talk about it. Because again, look at the signs of what I read of what happens when we don't know what's going on. When you're wondering, why is my kid wetting the bed? Why are they talking about these sexual things? So many questions. These are things now for anybody out there that if you see the signs, you know. Ask them if you have to take them somewhere privately. If they're around people, take them somewhere privately. Take them somewhere to the doctor, something in order for this child to be able to feel comfortable to tell you that this is, yeah, this is what's been happening. Because sometimes the signs are there and sometimes it's crazy. You can miss it and wondering why is this child scared? Why do they not want to stay with this person? And they're, and they're crying to you and telling you, hey, mom, whatever, come back. These are things sometimes you would think like you will never know until later on when you find out and you're just like, so that's what was happening. That's why he or she was so scared and didn't want to be left with these people. There are the signs sometimes. There are the signs there. Other situations that I've noticed sometimes 
the parents could be, um, they could be drug addicts, they could be alcoholics. And sometimes for people like that, that is the perfect way for them to get away with a lot of stuff. Cause you know why? The mom or dad's gonna be drunk. They're not gonna remember what happened. They're gonna be passed out somewhere. And if they're on drugs, same thing too. They're not gonna know what's happened. And even if the child came to them, it's going to be the same thing to be like, I don't know what you're talking about. You're lying. So-and-so is not doing that. It's always the, we're not going to believe the child, but we're going to believe the other person first. And then it makes me wonder, like, is the child, is the child a liar? Is the child that young already a liar or a habitual liar? Did the child give you a reason of why you don't want to believe that this is happening? Like, again, questions. It makes you wonder what could be happening that you would not want to believe this kid and understand that this is what's happening in your home anywhere. So once something like that happens, depending on the person, the parent, I know that it becomes such a hard thing for, for that parent to trust anyone again. You know, it becomes really difficult because now you're like, you know, who can I leave my child with? Who can I really trust now? You won't even feel comfortable with your child sleeping over at any of their friends and especially sleeping over with family because now you're like, again, it could happen within the family. So now you don't feel comfortable letting your child stay anywhere. So other things to really, you know, to think about. The worst thing is uh, the way... These um, sexual abusers, these molesters try to intimidate, you know, threaten, scare the child by like, you know, if you tell anyone, I'm going to hurt your mom, I'm going to hurt your siblings, family, wh whoever's living at the home in the moment. And it sucks because depending how old the child is, they're going to believe it. They're they're not at that time at that age or depending on the child, but they're not really thinking about it's like no so and so's lying. He can't hurt my family. The kid at the at that time is not even thinking about that. They're not thinking about like oh he's just saying that just to scare me. They're not thinking about that. They're just thinking that if he said that, they're thinking that's a possibility could happen. They're not even going to talk about it because they think if they say something, this person now is going to hurt their loved ones. And again, I just feel that uh, these type of conversations need to happen. I'm not saying that, again, like I've always said, in the world that we live in, I feel like there's always ways to talk to our children. I mean, I'm not saying we want to like throw so much information at them. You know what I mean? Like just overload them with stuff. But I feel like maybe little by little things here and there that it all doesn't have to be in one shot because I feel keep saying it. I feel like we always need to have these conversations as young, as young as they are, when they start understanding about their bodies and things, I feel like these conversations need to happen. I, I'm going to say it again. It could be sexual abuse. It could be about domestic violence. It could be anything that considers of the word abuse in it. We have to be able to speak to our children and have them, you know, feel comfortable enough. Be able to talk about it. Let them know that these things do happen. Tell them that if somebody does threaten or intimidate them to know, not to believe them. That's why, you know, you have to tell them, like, tell me when you feel like you're in a safe place that you can talk about it and take it from there. Because you know how many times things like that have happened? 
And I feel like once, once the child is comfortable enough to talk about that this has happened, by the time that it's brought up or if the person even gets a hint that they know that the parents or whoever already knows about the situation, they're gone. They're gone. And if nobody never reports them, gets them arrested, guess what? You know what that means? These people are out there walking around with no records at all. These people are the ones that be watching people's children. And when they get background checks, those things come back clean because nobody knew. Because nobody took care of it at the moment. Nobody knew. You know what I mean? Like nobody knew to be like, hey, my child told me, let me not, you know, say too much or just wait and then call the police and have them when they're here. You know what I mean? For them to get arrested. But these, some of these people get away with it. And then they continue to go around doing this to other children. What if they stay in the same state? If they move someplace else, but they continue doing this to other children. There was a story one time I think I seen on Facebook about there are people out there. I don't know if you want to call the word. I don't know if it's used as vigilante or something like that. But there have been people out there when they know who the pedophiles are. Because I know there's a new thing that I remember at one point that it says there's some site that you can go on there and see who are the pedophiles or the sexual abusers in your area. It'll tell you that so-and-so lives in your area. You have one of those sexual abusers in your area. And I don't know if the guy was going around, if he knew about it, if he saw it on the, you know, like I said, you can always search. It will tell you. And he went and he killed these um, sexual abusers. He went and he killed them because he thought it was messed up. Like, how are you going out there sexually abusing children? He went and he killed him. He was ready to go to jail. He didn't care. He was ready to go to jail for what he believed in, what he thought he was doing was right. You know? There are parents who have, to the point that have killed that person, the sexual abuser, whether if it was somebody they were involved with, family, friend, whoever it was. There are parents who will go to those extremes. You know? And it's crazy. I know there was something else I wanted to talk about. It's just like, ooh. I lost my train of thought. I lost my train of thought. <laughs> I'm trying to think again, what was I talking about when it came to that? Um, oh, you gotta love it. When I have all this information and just so much about when it comes to this, because like I said, it's just, it's really messed up that people like that get away with that stuff. This stuff has happened in with celebrities, in churches, like I said, in your homes, depending on who the people are, whether they're friends or family, um, people who are watching your children. Sometimes we just don't know. It's people like like I, what I just read. Sometimes it could even be the, the person more closest to you. It could be family members. You know? And it's crazy. And then it sucks because, again, it always... It's always about people sometimes in, in, in positions of, of, of high places, of they're at the top. Because that was another thing with the church. Oh, my gosh. <laughs> Me, I, I'm laughing because I've always had this thing that has it pisses me off so much. Where, you know, I'm always going to stick to what I say. 
and I don't care what nobody thinks because again, I'm going to say it and I'm going to say it again. And I'm going to say, I keep repeating about between sexual abuse and domestic violence, people in high positions. You know what I'm saying? We have to stop praising people like that. We have to stop looking at them and, and, and put them on the top of a stool, whatever the phrase is, and, and you know, on the top of anywhere. We have to stop that. We have to see people for who they are because that's what we are. We're just people. Look at me right now. I'm a person. What if the next day all of a sudden I become a celebrity? Or I don't know, I hit the jackpot or something and all of a sudden here I am. Everybody knows me. Everybody can see me. And I show to be such a great person or whatever. And if I was to do something, people are like, no, not, not Angela. No, we don't believe that. We don't think she would do such a thing. That's messed up. Like, why do we do that? I've always had this thing where I don't care who it could be. It could be a pastor, a priest. It could be a principal. It could be anybody in a high position that I, the thing where I feel where people show such respect for them. I don't care. People are people. We can't, we have to stop looking at people in a way that we're going to sit there and say, no, they can't do that. Yes, the hell they can. Yes, people can do stuff because you see them in such a position, they feel like they can get away with it and feel like you're not going to believe that person because of who you think they are. Ain't that crazy? I need people to really just sit back and think about it. <laughs> people really need to sit back and think about it because we do that a lot. We do that a lot. Why are we praising people like that? I'm not saying everybody out there is bad. You know, I'm not saying everybody out there, you know, is, is trying to harm children, do these things. That's not everybody, but they're out there. They're out there. And again, when your child tells you something, believe them. Believe them. Take whatever necessary steps you have to do. The minute that as a parent, you sit there and say, no, it can't be. Do you know what you're doing to that poor child? That's it. Like, why? I will never understand. I mean, I did give a reason of why. When it comes to some women, I'm going to say it again. I'm not talking about all. Some women, some mothers. Because I feel like that is their provider. And like I said, even women. It's not just men. There are women who sexually abuse children too. This is not just the thing that men do. This is not just only men. No, women do this too. That's another thing when people act surprised, like women do it too. Men and women both do it. It's crazy and it's messed up. And then the last thing that I was reading about when it was talking about when there are people out there who who are into this type of stuff when it was saying about live streaming that is just like so heartbreaking to even think about that these kids are out there this is somebody's child out there and again i'm gonna put it out there sometimes the parents might know sometimes the parents are with it sometimes there's people out there who will have no problem trying to find children because what it was talking about, like human trafficking and then making live streaming that stuff. And it's really messed up that these things really do exist out there. That's why every time I'm like, I feel like when I talk to people, such people probably think I'm crazy or um, because I'm such an overthinker or the way I think. But no, I'm like when I feel like you've experienced things in life 
you get to really see things for what they are. This is the reality of the world. And I've said it so many times on my other shows. This is the reality of the world we live in. I wish we, I could sit here and say, you know, everything is perfect. Everything is great. Everybody's lovely. Everybody is perfect. There are no sinners. You know, everybody's just perfect. There's no such thing. <laughs> There's no such thing. I, I don't know anybody who's perfect. I, I mean, people can say whatever they want. I want to know if you're perfect. I want to see if you can walk on water right now. Walk on water for me. Let me know how perfect you are. But we are people. It's okay. We make mistakes. It's a part of life. We do things. And that's, a, that's the thing that my friend was saying, you know, it's um, we're people. We make mistakes. It's a, it's a human thing. But to really sit there and think that this is not happening in the world, this is happening in the U.S. This is happening internationally. This is happening everywhere. Okay. So... What I'm going to do is I'm going to take a quick break, even though on Facebook I'm not because I'm still going to be on there live, but I'm not going to say anything else. But I'm going to take a quick break and I will be right back. Hola, welcome back to On The Wake Up Radio. You're listening to my show, Thoughts of a Light Skin Woman, and tonight's episode is about sexual abuse. And I have my producer on the line. The men and the women, do you know their traumas and their triggers and all those things? And I think these are questions that throughout time and decades and centuries, people don't ask because they get comfortable. But this is the sacrifice that is made on the child. And so when you're talking about sexual abuse, it has to start, it has to start somewhere, right? We have to be like vigilantes and shit. Do you know what I'm saying? I remember, you know, as soon as the children could start talking, I'm saying, don't let anyone touch you here. And, you know, and the people were like, oh, they're under five. Why you? Because I don't fucking know. Like you said, it could be anyone. Someone you think that's cool, someone you think that's the Whatever it is, the innocence being taken from a child is like, for me, it's the worst thing you can do to a child. Because that, that actually, like you said, how you know, you're like, yeah, I feel crazy. And when people look at me, no, you're not crazy. You're actually coping. Because that's what happens. You end up trying to cope. Cope through life, trying to figure things out, right? So if it started when you were five or eight and you were molested or 10 or 12 and all these things, it's just... It's too heavy. You're trying to figure this world out. Your imagination. You're all you want to be. And then someone takes that light from you. And not just someone. Sometimes it's a lot of different people. And so I just want to, I just want to commend you for like just, just talking about it. Because people don't want to talk about it, obviously. If, you know, you can sit in the back of the car and say it and then your parents go, oh, man, I knew something was happening. Everybody gets fucking quiet. Like, yeah, y'all are my fucking parents? Well, just drop me up in the middle of fucking woods. Let the wolves raise me, because they'll do a better job. Mm-hmm. They definitely will when it comes to animals. <laughs> they they protect their young, as they say. They will protect their young. Right, and that's the thing, right? So now, if something does happen to people's child, is it your fault? No. But you've got to try to do something. You can't just leave it and go, well, it's done. You know, my grandmother had a saying, once the tree has been bent, 
You cannot fix it. Once it's bent, you can't fix it. And it's true. You know? Um, girl, I, I can't even lie. I'll be on here just blubbering. I think I've said enough. At one point, I had to lie. You know how you wrote your story out of what you've been through? Because that's therapeutic, right? Mm -hmm. It's definitely therapeutic for people to write out the things they've been through. And it helps. It actually does. Like I said, we're constantly always healing. We've got to know our triggers, our traumas. And they're real, all right? Nobody has to be born, yet here we are. And the least we can do is protect our children. You know what I'm saying? Like, the, the, I don't know, uh, it was probably, um, Irritated was on, Irritated Jeannie was on one of the shows we do, and they were talking about sexual abuse. And uh, that same week, someone told me their, you know, I, I think I said it to you, you know, they left the child with, with a, a stranger so they can go get some weed and then come back, and this man's pants is all around his ankles. Wow. And your daughter's five. And, but he didn't get a chance to tell her, I'll kill your mom. I'll kill you. You know what I'm saying? He didn't get a chance to do that. And so she was freely speaking about it. And when she went to school because nothing was done and she said it to the teacher, now when the police show up, the, what was told to me was the mother said, this is embarrassing. And how could she do this to me? How could she? She's fucking five. What do you mean? How could she do this to you? Now, you know, just, I don't even understand. Your fucking portal needs to be motherfucking... Uh, uh, gasoline needs to be pouring it and tell them fire. Just because you have a vagina does not mean you need to have children. Mm -hmm. If you're not going to defend them. And like you said, things happen. Yes. But... What are we going to move forward? What are we doing to help these children, right? Because if you think about all the things you've been through with others, like myself and others, no one said, come, I got you. And that's what that's what hurts, right? So you take that with you and you go to your, you say to yourself, I'm not going to let this happen to my children. I will burn this whole fucking place down. I mean it. And then I will let myself in the fucking wherever you want me to throw myself down or what, I don't care. That actually means the world to me. And everyone who has a child should feel that same way. Even though, like you said, sometimes it's family, right? You're thinking a stranger. It's not even a strange danger. It's technically who the fuck you know. And you have to be so careful because witches are like beings, light beings. And you dim a child's light when you take their innocence from them. But like you said, some people get their fucking giggles and shit. But I'm sorry. Go ahead, darling. <laughs> Thank you. Thank you for sharing. But yeah. <laughs> like I said, it's it's crazy. Again, I'm going to repeat it again. I feel like we need to have these conversations. Again, we need to stop shaming people, our children. And these things are really just important. Like I said, I feel like I look at things, and I'm going to say it again, I look at things the way they are. Once you experience something, you don't see things the same way again. You don't see it the same. And like I said, people in higher positions, and even if they're not, people should need to just stop being praised. Like I said, it's just... 
because that means that we are letting them get away with stuff because of who they are. I'm going to say it again. Don't be fooled by people. Don't be fooled at all. I'm not saying we have to walk around in this world saying so-and-so this is so-and-so that. No. Sometimes you can tell. Sometimes you can't. Sometimes, again, you're going to have to listen. You got to listen to your children what they say. You really have to listen to them. You, the signs and the signs are for real. Those signs are for real. You will see certain things and you will pick up on it and you will see a difference. Do you know how it is? Me as an adult, even from before as a teenager, I've had friends who have gone through this. And we can sit down and we can talk about it. Still, even as an adult, I will hear about this. And it's crazy. And then when you, you're sitting there talking to someone and you hear their side of the story, and the same thing I'm saying, like, sometimes the parents don't believe them. Sometimes they knew and they just looked away. Sometimes they're the type of parents that they had, that they weren't really there, capable, because they just weren't there fully. And like what she mentioned, it's like when it comes to animals, animals will protect their young. There will not be anybody trying to come towards their um their cubs. You ever notice that when you watch um the animal channel, the history channel? You ever seen how the animals are? That's how we're supposed to be. We're supposed to be to protect our children. We're ready to bite somebody's head off. Tell them to keep clear, stay away. You come near me, this is what's going to happen. And there have been moments where, again, I'm going to say it, there have been children. I'm not saying, you know, this, if there's nothing wrong with you and there's nothing wrong if you don't say nothing at the time. You know, there's nothing wrong with it. There's really, there's really no time frame for it, and it sucks. You know what I mean? Because... Like I said, there's just no time frame. And it's really hard to really just, to really talk about it. You know what I mean? But there's just really no time frame. And then the ones who have spoken about it, you know, that was a really brave thing to do. They spoke up. They said what it was. And since it is because of what their parents probably told them. And again, even if the parents did talk about it and they ain't say nothing, you didn't do anything wrong. You did not do anything wrong. You let them know that, yes, it was okay for them to come to you, for them to say if something did happen. But even if they don't at the time, again, just know that you didn't do nothing wrong. You didn't do anything wrong. Even if they felt that, you know, again, they felt that they, you, you made them feel comfortable enough, but sometimes it's things in us that we're kind of like, maybe we're not ready to talk about it. We're feeling some type of way. We're experiencing things that just is keeping us from wanting to say anything at the moment. That's crazy. So something else that I'm going to share. I want to let you know how the system works. Just so you know, for anybody out there who's listening, just so you know how the system works. This is how it goes. Let's give an example of ACS, or if you go to the precinct, and again, this is a young child. They will take you down to ACS, whatever places that outside of the US or outside of New York has, and there might be another name 
for um, ACS, you know, the Child Protective Services, they will check your child. They will do an examination. They will ask questions. They want to make sure they'll ask them, you know, give details. Maybe they'll have them show on something so that they'll know exactly what they know if um, body parts of what's been touched. Again, they will examine your child. Now, if nothing happened at the moment, meaning that there is no that there is no bodily fluid, semen from the other person, anything that that can show and that can prove that the child was sexually abused. Basically, you know what happens? They consider that to be unfounded, meaning that there was no evidence at all that they found on the child that would prove that they were sexually abused because this could have happened days ago. It could have happened months. You know? So, of course, there's not going to be anything there. And it sucks when they do that. Like, wow, a child just came here. You have a child that's telling you they were sexually abused. And it's funny that when it's a child, right? It's a child. Now, if this was an adult, it would be a whole different story. It would be a whole different story. Because now we're talking about an adult. The child said that the adult did it. They're going to take, they're going to take, um, what do you call it? Steps from whatever after that happened. Now, when it comes to the adult, they end up with that, uh, with that permanent record of, what is it? The sex, ah, this the state, the state, if I'm correct, the state sex registry that they end up on once someone has accused them of sexually abusing a child. So now you're in the, you're in the system. You're in the system now forever as the sexual abuser, the molester. That's it. Your life has now changed. And I also know about this because I was working on Randall's Island. Here we go, people. Anybody who's listening. Hello, New York. <laughs> Anybody who's listening. I want you to hear this. On Randall's Island, because I used to work in that men's shelter, half of the men in there were freaking sexual abusers. When I sat there and I went into the registry to see, I would see certain faces of the same face I was seeing there. It was the same guy that was in there. And even if you went and looked into their records, it would tell you who they were and what they did. Half of them in there were sexual abusers. That's crazy. I'm working in this place, not even knowing that until later on I find that out. Because it's not just a homeless shelter for men, no. It's not just a homeless shelter. This homeless shelter has a mix of a little bit of everything. And again, half of those men in there are sexual abusers. Sometimes people don't always want to put their information out there. They won't even tell you until, unless if you look it up, unless there's somebody out there who has no problem coming to you and saying, hey, do you know that so-and-so did this? There's people who will tell you. 
Some people don't have, don't care. They're not going to hide nothing. Again, it sucks because it makes you wonder, like, do we now have to start doing background checks on people? Do we now have to really sit there and really look at the state sex registry and see if they're on there? Right? Things to really think about. <sighs> Things to really think about. And it's just crazy. But at the same time, you know what's messed up? There have been also, we're going to look at the the messed up part about this too. Because again, there are people out there who have done these things. But now the messed up part is, is when a woman is mad and bitter. And now she says that her husband, her boyfriend, maybe somebody that she knows, and will go and say that so-and-so touched my child, was sexually abusing my child. And you know what? All of that was a lie. That wasn't even true. Do you know how you just messed up someone's life for good, again, permanently? These are not things that they can disappear unless, I don't know, maybe I will have to do some research some other time and maybe bring it up, but I don't know if unless if you have money. And I feel like even if you did have money, because I don't even want to mention about one of the celebrities about a situation like that that happened and the woman saying that, um, oh, he did this to me, whether he admitted it or not. But again, there are, I feel bad. There are men and women out there who will be put in situations like that, that now they have a record. Now they're in the system as being a, a, a sexual abuser, the molester, the pedophile, you know? And they didn't even do anything. And it sucks because they will try their best to try to prove that they didn't do it. But once a child says, so-and-so did it, or the mother says it, guess what? They're going to believe them over the person. And it sucks that at times you can't prove it and at times you can't. And again, that's the saddest part of all. Because that person was mad, they were bitter. You just ruined the man's life. So there's that side to that as well. And then it sucks because when you do meet that person, you're thinking like, damn, you don't know. And it could, well, again, it could have been that it was just all a lie because the person was mad. But just because now they're in the system like that, you don't want to believe them. You don't want to give them the chance. They could be the sweetest person in the world. You're still thinking like, nope, you're not going to come around my child. This is what this thing says. You did it. How can you prove otherwise? I'm going to feel comfortable having you around their child. And that's bad. You see how damaging that is? If we're talking about the poor child going through trauma, experiencing this. Now imagine the person that's being blamed and they're innocent, having to live their lives like that. That is horrible on both sides. Not just the child, but also an adult that had nothing to do with whatever was said. That's horrible. There are, I'm going to say it again. There are horrible people out there. There are horrible, horrible people out there, messed up individuals that have nothing better to do. To sit there and to lie. Oh, man, can I get into lies about many things out there when it comes to uh, people in shelters for DVs? People lying. I've, I've seen it, and it's messed up because at times you're, you're there. You're, whew, you're sitting there so quietly, and you're just like knowing what you just heard from that person knowing that they lied and you can't even say nothing because you're in there with them. <laughs> and sometimes you can't even trust the people that you tell because you're thinking this is a place where you're supposed to be safe. 
And if you happen to tell them and then the person finds out, now they're coming after you. Ain't that horrible? Isn't that just kind of messed up? But I've, again, I'm going to say it. There have been people out there who have lied about being through some type of abuse because it benefited them. It gave them a home. It gave them some place to live that they didn't have to worry about, you know, having to be in a waiting list. And it's horrible that people take advantage of the system like that. Once people hear certain things, they're like, oh, so that's all I have to do in order to get housing? Isn't that kind of messed up? That's really fucked up. Facebook, don't don't block me. Because <laughs> for Facebook, everything is like, you got to watch what you say. Because you're going to you're going to get um you're going to get banned for like at least a good 30 days, but yeah, it's just it's really messed up of the type of people that are out there. That's why I was just trying to say like if there's a bunch of liars out there who are willing to mess up a person's life and career, then the people that are out there that we 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 praise so much and so oh, same thing for them too. Same thing. And again, people like when they say stay woke, stay woke, open your eyes. Again, we're human beings. We are people. I'm not walking around like I'm, you know, Mother Teresa or the Pope or nothing like that. I'm a human being. I'm a person. You're a person. We all make mistakes. We're human beings. We are people. There's no such thing as anybody being perfect. I'm going to say it again. People walking around and thinking that, no, this person can't do that. You know, but it sucks. I'm going to say it again, that there have been people who have been um, falsely accused, but then the ones who have done it, you know, again, you can tell, you can tell when a child is, um, has gone through sexual abuse, because I'm going to say it again, the signs are really there. And I see I'm almost coming close to the time as I'm watching the time, but I want to say this again. For everybody who's listening out there, just really just, I really hope that this show today has helped someone just a little bit that maybe now they know what to look out for to just really see things hopefully a little bit different. Like I said, you don't have to walk around paranoid and thinking that everybody out there, you know, is a messed up individual. But I feel like certain signs will tell you that will let you know. You, you again, you know your child best. Only you know your child. Only you know your child. As a matter of fact, oh, I almost left out the most important thing. I almost left out the most important thing before we leave. I want to sh I want to talk about this is not it. Oh. I have a section around here. Hold on. I'm trying to do this as fast as I can before it's almost time to uh Okay, so I found it. Before before I close. So the people who have experienced sexual abuse have been even even spouses because you know what that is? No means no. Just because you're married doesn't mean that your husband, that's still abuse, rape, whatever you want to call it. Like it says it right here, domestic violence and marital rape. Again, just because you're married 
and your husband is forcing themselves on you and you're just like, no, no means no, even with somebody that you're with. It talks about children that were mentioned before that I've been talking about on the show. People with the developmental disabilities, because we know, especially the ones who can verbalize, they also are a very big target because they're not able to tell you this is what's been going on. They might be going through things that we might not notice behavior-wise, but for them, it's going to look different to a child that can actually speak. And it's, and it's messed up because who knows, maybe those times when you see them so angry and so violent, we don't know. We don't know if it could have been a situation because of that, and that's where they're going through as well. People with dementia. People with dementia. It says people in poverty. This one is talking about including those from developing countries who are vulnerable to like forced prostitution. And what I said before about the live streaming sexual abuse. And it sucks because I just mentioned that. This could be situations where it could be a mom who's struggling, doesn't have the means to take care of her child. And this is the thing that some of them, again, I'm going to say it, some of them do. It helps them out with what they need. They'll take that money. The elderly people, that's even worse. And it's from what it's saying here, it's saying things that can um, happen in nursing homes. And it, oh man, it even says it on here. Look, I'm gonna read it real quick because I'm almost on time. <laughs> Sex abuse is one of the most common forms of abuse in nursing homes. If a nursing home fails to do proper background checks on an employee who subsequently abused residents, the home can be liable for negligence. If nursing homes fail to supervise staff or train staff to recognize signs of abuse, the home can also be liable for negligence. Sexual activity by caregivers may be a crime. Victims not report abuse or cooperative investigations due to associated stigma and reluctance to mention body parts. Do you see how that works, what I was just talking about? It, people can get away with these type of things. If nobody reports it, they're not caught in it when the, and again, when the child decides to ever speak about it or mention it, it'll be too late. And that's the part that sucks, you know, and that's so heartbreaking. But even if that child or that person didn't say it, trust me, somebody else will. And as they say, karma is a bitch. Whatever these people think that they're doing out there, it's going to come to you in a way who knows how you're going to get it in return. It could be on your deathbed. It could be some tragic accident. We won't know, but it'll happen. It was oh before I before I before ooh before I, I get off um oh my gosh what was that movie oh my goodness about the young girl who this was supposed to be back in the sixties or seventies and he ended up picking up the girl where he disposed of her body and I think either he put her in some type of safe or in a trunk and then he threw that stuff into um into what do you call these things like uh like a, a garbage pile where like all garbage gets thrown in. So he threw her body, whatever it was inside, like I'm gonna say it again, a safe or or some type of um luggage. And he threw her body down there in that pile of all that garbage. And oh, it's called Lovely Bones. Thank God I just remembered. Lovely Bones. If anybody who ever has seen that movie, if I'm correct, didn't that guy at the end, what I'm, what I'm talking about, Karma's a bitch, didn't he get what was coming to him for the fact of what he did to that poor young girl? Because at the end, that, I think it was about that piece of ice that got him real good. 
got him real good. And I saw that ending. I was just like, wow, you see how life works? He thought he could get away with it. That girl was still in between lingering for her life, but because nobody was able to find her in time. But karma's a bitch, because I'm going to say it again. It got him at the end. It got him at the end. And it's okay for all the things that that people do out there that think that, you know, I'm going to say it again, they think they could get away with a lot of stuff. And they don't think that shit's ever going to bite them in the ass. Oh, it's going to come for you some way. Trust and believe. Okay. So I just want to say thank you to the listeners for tuning in. Check us out on thewakeupradio.com and otwtube.com. You can catch replays on SoundCloud, iHeartRadio, Spotify, Apple, and Google Podcasts. Thank you for listening to Thoughts of a Light-Skinned Woman. Shout out again to my producer, Cindy Ashby. Tune in next week on The Wake Up Radio at 9 for another segment of Thoughts of a Light-Skinned Woman. As I always say at the end of the show, remember, life is too short. Enjoy life to the fullest. And good night until next time. Bye. Look it up. Flawed individual. Thanks for keeping the lights on, Deang. Cindy Ashby. On the wake up. You, the people, have the power. The power to create happiness. Let us use that power. Let us all unite. Let us fight for a new world. You, the people, have the power to make this life free and beautiful. To make this life a wonderful adventure. By the promise of these things, brutes have risen to power. But they lie. They do not fulfill that promise. They never will. Dictators free themselves, but they enslave the people. Now let us fight to fulfill that promise. Let us all unite. OTWTube.com, uncensored free speech platform.